0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man Damian back with another hot episode of Dame's Drawback. Today this is going to be me and only me, solo dolo, walking you all through my 1.0 mock draft. I'm going to give you all my picks 1 through 32 with a little bit of insight on the player and potential scheme fit for each team. Uh, I'm going to try to get this episode in and completed around around the 40-minute time mark. Uh, I'm shooting for greatness with that. So, you know, sit back, relax and let's talk some football. I'm very very excited. I've been kind of tweeting about this for a minute now, uh, really kind of promoting it a little bit and I'm just glad you all are joining me today. Uh, Whether you're a Washington football team fan or, you know, a fan of another team, uh, I'm just really happy and really glad that you're all tuning in and, you know, listening to what I got to say. Before we get into this, feel free to subscribe and leave a rating and follow the pod on all platforms by the username at Dame Dropback. Now, this mock draft is a mix of stuff I would do with a touch of realistic value to it as well, meaning I won't have the Jaguars drafting Kyle Pitts. I won't have the Patriots selecting Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be realistic here, but also kind of give you a little splash of, you know, what I personally think as well. So now that we've got the bases of the show covered, let's get right into it, baby. With the first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, I got the Jaguars selecting Trevor Lawrence, quarterback from Clemson. The Jaguars are going to get the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, a man who can make every throw in the book and has been the consensus QB1 in the state of Georgia since birth, it seems like. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, in my opinion, no doubt about it. Uh, number two, I'm going to go quarterback Zach Wilson uh, for the Jets, and I'd personally go Fields here. Uh, he's my consensus my consensus quarterback, too, but I have to be realistic here, and I feel like the pre-draft hype, the rising stock of Zach Wilson isn't just a fad. Uh, he's many experts quarterback, too. You know, his crazy off-platform playmaking ability. He has a rifle of an arm. Uh, you know, he's the biggest boomer bust prospect in this class, I feel, and I think the Jets are going to swing for that because they need a superstar, uh, especially in that city, in that state. They need... They need big money, they need big marketability, and uh, I think Zach Wilson gives them the best chance of getting exactly all of that and then some. Number three, I got the 49ers selecting Justin Fields from Ohio State. I know a lot of people are like the Trey Lance buzz and everything like that, and I like Trey Lance as well, but I feel like Fields fits the Shan- the Shanahan offense better than anyone, uh, outside of Trevor Lawrence, of course. But uh, the one read and you know gimmick offense theories with Justin Fields have obviously been debunked. Um, unfortunately, there's some people out there that still think this is Dwayne Haskins 2.0, and i'm here to tell you that's just very ignorant you know fields has elite accuracy with an adjusted nfl completion percentage of over 80 and an elite arm that can make every throw in the book he has a great touch on his throws at all four levels of the passing game he's a fantastic athlete and he's shown immense leadership throughout his time at ohio state he's quarterback too and will be a contender to make the pro bowl within the first three seasons of him being a starter in my opinion i just think he's that good number four i got the falcons taking kyle pitts from florida For many, Pitts is the second-best prospect in the class, and that's hard to argue. A do-it-all receiver, uh, he has great size and speed. You know, Pitts is the closest thing that we've seen since George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. He's a good blocker, uh, an even better athlete, and he's so dangerous after the catch. Uh, Many believe Atlanta will take a quarterback here, but I just don't see it. Uh, With Matt Ryan's contract situation, the fact that the Falcons will lose money if they cut him this season, and then the following season they must eat $23 million in dead cap if they do cut him, uh, it's just not happening. Even then, even if you trade him, you're still going to have to eat some of that money. Uh, I don't think the Falcons are a are a, are a, are a team that's going to be selecting a quarterback here at number four at all. Number five, I got the Bengals going with Jamar Chase from LSU. I'd personally go swell here, uh, but I think that, you know, the rumors of Joe Burrow talking with this organization, trying to persuade him, per se, you know, to select Chase, I think those are real. You know, they were fantastic together, and uh, especially considering, you know, Burrow's going to be coming off that ACL tear. He's gonna need to target someone that can kind of help him slowly, you know, get back to it, get right back into the swing of things. And I feel like Chase is a great fit there. Um, He's gonna be easily, you know, their wide receiver one. I think he can play literally anywhere too, whether X, Y, Z. You can kind of, I'm even sure you can kind of swing him out in the backfield to see what happens. You know what I mean? Uh, Chase is very versatile, very, very good. I mean, at age 19, he had 20 touchdowns. I mean, it's 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 too good of a fit to pass up. Um, They have a franchise quarterback now. You got to take care of him. And I think selecting Jamar Chase. Uh, They're taking care of Burrow there. Number six, I have the Dolphins selecting Pene Sewell from uh, Oregon Offensive Tackle. Uh, He's the LT1 for many, including myself. Sewell's an athletic freak with uh, insanely polished technique. Uh, He can play anywhere along the line. He's fundamentally sound. You know, he's very instinctive and athletic. He's going to be an all-pro football player at some point in his career. Uh, He opted out in 2020, but his massive frame, his high-level production, and his God-given ability makes this a home run selection here for Miami. Number seven, I have the Lions selecting Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. I think Parsons is a great fit for the culture that Dan Campbell was trying to build. You know, the kneecap biting mentality, you know, stop the run on the way to the quarterback. I feel like Parsons fits that mold very well, and I feel like he's adequate in coverage already. Uh, I think he's going to be primarily playing Mike, but I think if Detroit is smart, they use him as a pass rusher sometimes at Sam. Uh, and I think that, you know, selecting Okuda last year, you know, Parsons this year, that's a great way to build a medi- uh, rebuild a mediocre defense for sure. Number eight, I have the Panther selecting quarterback Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Uh, he's a phenomenal deep ball thrower, who's, who's raw in terms of his short to intermediate passing game, uh, but he's an ideal fit here in Carolina. He can win you games with this insanely accurate and touch on deep throws, while also being a home run threat in the run game. I think Lance is a bit raw uh, in terms of the you know the stuff that's you know maybe simpler for many, uh, like the short passing game, the intermediate passing game. Uh, but you know he should he should he hit his ceiling as a quarterback. He could potentially become the second best quarterback in this class, no question about it. His his upside, his raw traits, his talent is just too high, you know, to say, oh, I think he's going to be bad. Oh, I think it's a bust. Uh, I just think he's so, he's just so dynamic and athletic and the deep ball's there, you know what I mean? Now he has to kind of learn from, from deep to short, kind of like how Josh Allen did. Number nine, I got the Broncos selecting Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle from Northwestern. A standing 6'3", with below-average below, below average arm size for the position, Slater isn't your prototypical, like, quote-unquote, fit at left tackle in the league, but his athleticism, his ability to get to the second level and make tough blocks, his, his fantastic IQ as a pass blocker, just overall skill set, dude is a left tackle in the NFL and will be a very good one. I think Denver drafts a quarterback in the second or third round, but they are in a position where they need, the, you know, the best talent available, especially at a position of need. Slater is both the best talent available, at a, position, at a position that they need. So I think he's all that and then some. Uh, I think it's a great pick for Denver there. I think they're going to roll with Drew Locke a little bit as well. I think, you know, in the second or third round, they might go ahead and select a quarterback. Uh, but at number nine, Rashawn Slater is too good to pass up. Number 10, I have the Cowboys selecting Patrick Sertain, quarter, uh, cornerback Alabama. Uh, he's the ideal cover three corner. If Dan Quinn's track record on defense proves anything from those Seattle days, it's that he's going to love him some single high safety and some cover three. Uh, Sertain is the perfect scheme fit for, for that, with excellent size, range, instincts, and IQ. Dallas is going to get the best corner in the draft here with Patrick Sertain, uh, bar none. Number 11, I have the Giants selecting Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive lineman from USC. He's the Swiss Army knife, a guy I feel like you know on the offensive line can play literally any and everywhere, despite scheme or body limitations. Uh, I think Vera Tucker is arguably the second best offensive lineman who will likely play guard in the NFL. You know he's going to be great. Uh, he would make the Giants' offensive line significantly better, especially on the interior, and would be a great addition to help stuff a division rival's interior pass rush. cough, cough Washington. Uh, this is something that Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley will both appreciate, and it's something that I feel the Giants should do at number eleven. Number twelve, I have the Philadelphia Eagles selecting Jalen Waddle, wide receiver from Alabama. This is a home run here. This is a great pick. Uh, whether Hurts is the quarterback or not, Jalen Waddle is the truth. Uh, I mean. The closest thing to Tyreek Hill, honestly, since Tyreek Hill, you know what I mean? Uh, he's the much more polished version of a guy like Henry Ruggs. You know, he, he can do any and everything you ask of him. Uh, I feel, I believe he can play any and everywhere. He can give you some upsides in the return game as well. I'm a big Jalen Waddle guy. It's unfortunate, you know what I mean? He's going to the Eagles. But, you know, all, all, no, seriously, no, that, that, that's, a, that's a great pick. I mean, it's truly a great pick. Number 13, I have the San Diego Chargers selecting Caleb Farley, cornerback from Virginia Tech. Uh, I have him slipping a little bit just because of the back issues, Uh, you know, the surgeries every season and stuff like that. But technique-wise, he's he's fantastic. It's a man corner. He's the best in the draft. Uh, I think he's a great pick. He's a a home run here as well. Uh, The Chargers need to kind of basically help out Herbert on the other side of the football. Uh, You know, their defense is pretty middle of the pack, if anything. And I think Farley would be a great addition here. Definitely a home run pick at corner. Number 14, I have the Minnesota Vikings selecting left tackle Christian Derisaw from Virginia Tech. This is my favorite left tackle in the the entire class. Christian Derisaw, uh, what's the word people use, road grader, whatever you want to say it in the run game where he just, he's a mammoth of a man who just attacks in the run game. He can get to second level blocks and make, you know, cross defenders' faces and make tough blocks. Uh, He is a little bit handsy in pass protection. He does need to work on that. Uh, But as a run defender, as a run blocker, he's already amazing. Um, he's a, it's a, it's a fantastic fit in Minnesota. I can't stress it enough. Kristen Darasaw for me is LT2. Uh, and I think he slips a little bit here and goes to a very good fit here in a scheme where they love to run those zone scheme concepts in the run game with Dalvin Cook. I think Darasaw a great fit. I, I'm, I love it here. Number 15, I have the Patriots selecting wide receiver Devonte Smith from Alabama. Uh, arguably, you know, the most, what would you say controversial prospect in this class? Not because of off the field things or anything like that. But because of the body, because of, you know, people are freaking out because, hey, he's a six one, six two 6'2", kid that's 170 pounds, you know what I mean? But schematically, you're working with a guy like Josh McDaniels, who loves to scheme up catches and, and targets for players. And we saw that with Devontae Smith last year in Alabama's offense, a lot of schemed up stuff, but obviously his body proved that he can handle that load, and he did really well last year. I mean, he was the best receiver in all of college football last year, you know what I mean? So I think Dev- I think Devontae Smith, in that Josh McDaniels offense, will definitely thrive uh, I think he'd be an upgrade, you know, over Nikhil Harry at wide receiver one. Uh, I think he can play a little bit anywhere, really. Uh, you can work him closer to the line of scrimmage. You can work him out wide. You can work him in the backfield. I like Devontae Smith, and especially here in New England, I think that'd be a great a great pick. Number 16, I have the Arizona Cardinals selecting Christian Barmore from Alabama. This is a great pick for me as well. Uh, I understand they went with J.J. White, kind of, kind of play on the interior a little bit, Uh I know, you know, they're kind of getting their kind of defensive line is getting a little bit up there in age with Watt, and you got Chandler Jones there. I feel like Bearmore in the interior will be fantastic. I think he can play anywhere along the interior line of scrimmage. Uh, He's great right at the point of attack, very good hands, very quick, very athletic, uh, and definitely, you know, a guy that can play multiple positions. I feel like all those Alabama linemen, like I've seen Washington with Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, uh, they can prove to be versatile in playing in a variety of schemes. Gives them a couple, give him a couple game, a couple games to kind of get used to it, and they pop off at the snap of a finger, and they're back to playing at a high level. So, I think Barmer will be a great fit here as well. Number seventeen, I got the Las Vegas Raiders selecting J. C. Horn, cornerback from South Carolina, one of the best man corners in the class. Uh, very instinctive, very good size. You know, I'm a big J. C. Horn guy. Uh, I do think he's cornerback three in my opinion, but that's not to say this is a bad pick at all because the Raiders right now need a lot of defensive help. Uh, especially, you know, a six-one corner like that who can kind of play really anywhere. I think in any scheme, he's really good in zone. He's really good in man. Uh, I like J.C. Horn. I feel like he doesn't have, like, the highest ceiling of a certain or a Caleb Fairley, but he is a very good prospect, a very good player, and I think, uh, you know, adding him with to, uh, into a secondary with a guy like Damon Arnett uh, I, and even Jonathan Abram, I feel like, you know, that, that's definitely the right move uh, for Las Vegas there. Number 18, I have the Miami Dolphins selecting Quidi Pei from Michigan, Edge. I like Quidi Pei. I think he's a guy that can play anywhere, um, either side of the line of scrimmage at Edge. Very versatile. He's a fantastic athlete. Uh, I feel like this Edge class is a little bit underwhelming because there isn't going to be, you know, a Chase Young in this class or a Nick Bosa or a Miles Garrett. But there is going to be a solid amount of rotational Edge rushers in this class. At number 19, I got the Washington football team selecting Trevon Morig, safety from TCU, a guy who can cover literally any and everything that you ask of him. On the back end, he's led all safeties in college football in terms of pass breakups. He's a fantastic fit here. Uh, you know, the free safety position in Washington has been abysmal, you know, since the late great RP uh, Sean Taylor, uh, and they need a guy who can finally tie that unit together and make it elite. And I think a selection here of Morig would be a home run. Uh, he can cover all 53 yards wide of the football field. He could cover all 100 if you needed him to. Uh, I think this is a great pick. He's a guy who can really come up and make a tackle, especially when they're playing that cover two or cover four where they need those safeties to kind of slam the line of scrimmage and get there quick to make a tackle. Trevon can definitely do that. And I think this is a fantastic pick here for the Washington football team. Number 20, I got the Bears selecting Samuel Kozme from Texas. This is a big dude. 6'7", 3'14", uh, very tried and tested, honestly, as a tackle. Uh, I think some people may think this is a little bit of a reach just because he is a little bit raw in terms of his uh, pass protection technique. Uh, he does get a little handsy as well, just like my man Dara saw. But athletically, he's very, very good. Uh, he's been a starter for three seasons. You know, he's very tried and tested. And he's a guy who, with a little bit more coaching, can honestly become a top you know, six or seven left tackle in all of football. Uh, definitely a pick I would do if I was the Bears as well just because it, it kind of ties together your offensive line and makes it a much better unit. And uh, for whoever the quarterback is back there, whether it's Andy Dalton or whatever they want to do, <laughs> uh, it definitely makes you know their unit better and it gives their quarterback some time to throw. And I think Kozme would be a great pick here. Number 21, I got the Indianapolis Colts selecting Rashad Bateman, wide receiver, Minnesota. This dude's a stud, man. He's going to be a Pro Bowl talent within the next three to four seasons. Uh, I think he's going to be... Uh, perennial thousand yard catcher for at least two to three years uh route running is fantastic after the catch fantastic uh honestly i don't have any flaws i don't see any flaws in his game i have no flaws in terms of the scouting report i haven't seen any uh i i once said on a podcast uh shout out to my man Britt. you know i said on his podcast hey i don't think he's going to be a burner well i don't think he'll ne- he'll need to be one <laughs> he's just that good and i think that Rashad Bateman in Indianapolis with Carson Wentz. You got Michael Pittman on the other side. You can probably scheme up Paris Campbell some touches in the the slot. I think that this would be a great pick for the Colts. Number 22, I got the Tennessee Titans selecting Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. This is a great right tackle right here. This is a guy who doesn't allow many pressures, doesn't allow sacks. He's a very good player. I had a great season last year, and I think this pick for the Titans will definitely sure up that offensive line, uh, give Tannehill some more time to throw. And kind of really make, you know, the Titans offensive line a couple years ago was elite. uh, One of the best in pro football. And I think a selection of Jenkins will definitely, you know, bring them back to that point. Uh, I think, you know, very tried and true. uh, A right tackle prospect. And while, you know, it's not the sexy pick because it's not a left tackle. It's still very important uh, to shore up that offensive line and kind of transcend it a little bit as well. Number 23, I got the New York Jets selecting Jason Owe from Penn State. Speed, speed, speed. This guy can flat out move. Uh, You know, he can move laterally. He can move, you know, north-south. This guy can move. And he's definitely very strong as well. He's a little bit raw in terms of his, pass, his actual pass rushing moves, his counter moves and stuff like that. But on pure speed alone, a little bit of bend, this guy can move. This guy can get to after the quarterback. And for the Jets, they go Zach Wilson at 2. They go Owe at 23. And this is definitely an A-plus draft for them so far because this guy can definitely be a difference maker on the edge for them. Number 24, I got the first running back off the board. It's for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I got them taking Travis Etienne from Clemson. This is one of the most you know versatile backs, I feel. Uh, just a true home run threat. Can catch passes out of the backfield. Can take a handoff uh, out of the backfield and go 50 or 60 if you need him to. This is a true home run threat out of the backfield. Something that uh, you know, one of my buddies, Lewis, you know, he tells me all the time, oh, we need a run game. We need a running back. Well, you lost Travis, or you lost James Conner. Now you're going to get Travis Etienne. You're, you're going to get an upgrade in the backfield, someone who can kind of do everything for you. Uh, and even if, you know, Pittsburgh offense is a little bit vertically challenged, if you'd like to call it that, uh, I think this this addition of Etienne will definitely give them a dynamic threat out of the backfield, someone who can kind of take a little bit of pressure off the wideouts in terms of like DJ and Juju and Claypool gives you a new dynamic out there. Someone who can kind of eat up those five to eight yards, um, you know, past the line of scrimmage and stuff like that. So I think this is a great pick for the Steelers here. They get back to kind of running the football a little bit and they have a back who can really take some pressure off a of big Ben, So he doesn't have to throw 60 times a game. At 25, I got the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Pat Vermouth from Penn State. He's not going to be a guy that, you know, on the line of scrimmage, he's going to go 50 yards, 60 yards down the field and catch a ball. But from short to intermediate, especially in a horizontal passing game, this dude is going to eat chunks of yards like nobody's business. Uh, he's very talented. He's kind of he's really well rounded and polished, if we're being honest. Just athletically, he's not going to be that guy. He doesn't have you know crazy ball skills to where in the red zone, you know, you can ha- kind of single him out wide and kind of run a fade, kind of like we saw Jordan Reed do in Washington earlier in his career. But that's not to say he's going to be a bad pick or anything like that, or he's a bad prospect. I think this guy's you know really well rounded, really polished. Uh, He just kind of caps out as an athlete, and he's not going to be, you know, your dynamic field stretcher. But I think from short to intermediate, it's just too good to pass up. He'll definitely be a security blanket for Trevor Lawrence, and this would be a great pick here for the Jags because they have nothing at tight end right now. 26, I got the Cleveland Browns selecting Jeremiah Owusu-Koromora, or Jock, as many people call him, uh, linebacker from Notre Dame. I think this guy at will is going to be an amazing talent. He gives a lot of people Isaiah Simmons vibes, and I can see that. Uh, except I think he's better in run support. I feel like he's a better tackler. He might not be better in coverage, but he's it's, he's not that far off. I think this guy's very very well, and I think he drops uh, right into the hands of the Cleveland Browns, who had a really good offseason. and now they have a fantastic first round pick here with Jock because this dude is going to be unreal in the NFL. Definitely someone I suggest everyone to kind of go watch his tape because it's honestly it's he, he's honest it's honestly a question of like what can't this guy do. And number 27. I got the Baltimore Ravens selecting Kadarius Tony, wide receiver from Florida. Now the analytics community isn't very high on Tony, but for me, I feel like this guy on the outside can get busy. You know, he's a very so- sound uh, route runner. He's a home run threat with the football in his hands. And I think I think this is the kind of guy you need opposite of Hollywood Brown. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson isn't going to be throwing you know the 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 deep the deep fades and the back shoulders and stuff like that. But he's definitely a talented deep ball thrower. He's definitely a guy in the horizontal passing game who can get busy and get the ball moving. And I feel like Tony can cook in that area as well. Uh, I really like the fit here. I really like the fact that he's versatile as well. You can kind of move him inside. You can work him outside. And especially opposite of Hollywood Brown, I feel like this would be a great fit for Lamar and give him, you know, kind of some roots back to his MVP year where he dominated the intermediate passing game. I think Kadarius Tony here would definitely help him get back to that status. Number 28, I have the New Orleans Saints taking Zayvon Collins, linebacker from Tulsa. This is a guy that Washington football team fans absolutely love, uh, and it's for good reason. I think this guy, you know, he's pretty instinctive, you know, very athletic, can cover his tail off. Uh, but for me, a little bit of missed tackle concerns is kind of what worries me about him. That's why I wouldn't take him at 19. Uh, I'd much rather take a much more polished prospect than, you know, a guy like morrig but back to the Saints, I feel like this guy at will can definitely make a difference. He's a, he's fantastic in coverage, no doubt about it. Uh, very instinctive in coverage. As a run defender, I have a little bit of questions because he's missed nearly 40 tackles in three seasons. But this guy is very good in coverage. He's a fantastic athlete. He has great range. And I think with a little bit of coaching, this guy could potentially be one of the better coverage linebackers. And be, honestly, one of the better all-around linebackers uh, in the NFL. Number 29, I have the Green Bay Packers doing something that they've never done in like a million years. This is <laughs> this is gonna be the first skill position player they've taken in God knows how long. Uh, I have them selecting Elijah Moore, wide receiver from Ole Miss. Uh, you know, one of the more sure sure-handed wide receivers in this class. Very dynamic and elusive out of the slot. Feel like you can kind of work him in the backfield as well a little bit. This guy is very sure-handed. He's only had I believe he only had 10 drops and over 200 targets in college which is insane that's just he's he's a very good prospect he's someone who can kind of take the ball to the house whenever you need him to uh, can work in every level of the passing game very sure-handed like i mentioned I, I just think this pick for aaron Rodgers or even jordan love in a year from now uh will be very beneficial it gives you know you a security blanket in the horizontal passing game the intermediate passing game but he's also a guy who can definitely take it to the house if you need him to number 30 i got the bills taking gregory rizzo from miami edge this guy, man. So basically, with me, a lot of people say this guy has top five potential. He has top ten potential, and I see that. Um, I think he is a little bit inconsistent in terms of his actual win rate on the outside. I feel like his pass rush is still, you know, not there at all. I don't think he's very dynamic as a pass rusher right now. But his physical tools, his traits, his attributes, his you know, his god given ability, his athleticism. Uh, I feel like he has a foundation for success to one day become a very, very sound edge rusher. Uh, A guy who, you know, doesn't really get talked about much, but is someone who you consistently in that, you know, 8 to 9, 10 sack range. Kind of like a Ryan Kerrigan, honestly. At number 31, I got the Kansas City Chiefs selecting Alex Leatherwood, tackle from Alabama. They need tackles. They added two guards this offseason in Chris Long and uh, Joe Thune, but they need a tackle very badly, and I think Leatherwood is the pick here. He's a huge man, a guy who can really make a ton of blocks, uh, especially kind of once you get him out moving. I feel like he's a little bit slow-footed, uh, but he's a guy who's so strong and so long he can kind of make up for you know his lack of athleticism. And I feel like here Kansas City would absolutely love this pick, uh, and I would too. You know what I mean? This kind of gives you a guy who can be a foundation on either side of the uh, either side, whether it's left or right tackle. He can kind of be a cornerstone player for you know the next six to eight years. Uh, I'm a very firm believer in him. I think once he kind of drops a little bit of weight, kind of gets that uh, lateral quickness up a little bit, this guy could be an issue, especially for opposing defensive ends. And here we go. This is the last pick of the draft. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are here. And you know how I mentioned, like, hey, I don't think the the Falcons can take a quarterback here at four. I think at 32, moving up three spots, I think they're going to trade with the Tampa Bay Bay Buccaneers. They're going to trade pick 35 a second round pick next year in 2022 and pick number 182 to move up to pick number 32 to pick up Mac Jones quarterback from Alabama. Uh, I think Mac Jones and Matt Ryan, uh, while they're both, you know, you know, as respectfully respectful, I can say this statues in the pocket, not very good when the play breaks down. Uh, I think that Mac, that Atlanta can kind of look toward Mac Jones as a potential replacement for Matt Ryan, not this year, not next year, but the year after You know, it could be a two or three year plan here, but they could definitely, you know, with the selection of Mac Jones, it buys Matt Ryan some time to start, but it also kind of gives the Falcons an option past that. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not a big believer in Mac Jones personally, uh, but I feel like he has a lot of comparisons to a guy like a Kirk Cousins or a Matt Ryan uh, who do their magic best from the pocket. You're adding a guy like Kyle Pitts earlier in the draft. uh, So he's going to be loaded with weapons from Calvin Ridley to a Kyle Pitts, and even though he's aging, Julio Jones is still a premier wide out in this league. Uh, I think Mac Jones at, for Atlanta would be a great pick for them, even though I'm not a Mac Jones guy myself, I think giving him as much talent as you could, maybe you could you know, produce a, a year like he had at Alabama, not necessarily being the best quarterback in football, but a very productive year, a very consistent year, and you know, kind of giving him a lot of leeway to be great. And ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it. This has been the 1.0 mock draft here on Dame's Dropback. And I'm glad you all are here. You know, y'all ended the episode, I'm assuming. (laughs) But uh, in all seriousness, no, thank you for, you know, tuning in. And let me know what y'all think. I've done a lot of homework on these players. Uh, I feel like, you know, schematically they fit with all the teams that I mentioned. Uh, I feel like while some of them might be hot takes, like the Mac Jones uh, to Atlanta there at 32, I feel like they all make sense. And uh, I feel like y'all can all kind of see my vision after I broke it down for you a little bit. Uh, so with that being said, please leave a, a you know a subscription, leave a rating, uh, go ahead and follow the Twitter that's at Dame drop back, Dropback. That's uh, at D A M E Dropback D R O P B A C K. Follow me on Twitter as well. The links will be uh, there on the on that you know site as well. So just let me know. Let me know what y'all are thinking. Uh, this was awesome. I you know I enjoyed the heck out of it. And uh, until next time, y'all. God bless and peace. Later.